It's time for Wheel Nerds. And here are your hosts, Chuck and Todd. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 74. It doesn't matter who we are. And I'm Todd. Where's the trigger? <laughs> it's certainly not on my motorcycle. So it's in a ditch. Yeah, it's in a ditch. Okay, just checking. <laughs> it's on fire. <laughs> Again. Uh, we're back. We're back with a full-size show this week. Okay, so uh, first up, we got a lot of stuff to cover. Oh, do we ever? Uh, you know, the Pace was talking about us. Were they? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What were they saying? Uh, they were sla- give, slapping the glove in our face, okay. so to speak. All right. Pistols at dawn, swords at sunset. I'm, I'm trying to see the pace getting up that much energy. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Apparently, uh, you know, Franca sent us that audio bit about oh, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, the whole... crotch ex- explosions. Oh, oh, I feel a little uncomfortable. Just I, about. I, I guess uh, Chris, you know, was like, hey, that was we. That was our topic. We want, We like talking about balls. <laughs> Take that, the pace. <laughs> do, I have to, do I have to tip the tip jar because I said balls? Uh, no, balls is okay. Okay. So yeah, Chris was bent out of shape because we we took his balls. <laughs> that's that's a and shame. The, and Franco Franco talked to us about balls and not to him. Yeah, yeah. I can see <laughs> I can see where that would be disappointing on a certain level. Take that <laughs> the pace. <laughs> so Jorge sent us a. Uh, Picture a completely <laughs> a completely un understandable picture. It, it's uh, it's negative one, and he's out riding his trike. Uh-huh. And uh, in this picture, I can vaguely see. So it's a picture that clearly looks like it looks like it was taken from inside the back window of a really really filthy car. That's not a bike. That's Bigfoot. I, I think so. Yeah, it's clearly like a blurry Bigfoot picture. We'll post it up, and you can make your own interpretations. But uh, I think I think one of the things we can conclude is, Jorge, you really need to clean that car, dude. <laughs> I mean, wow, man. No, that wow. That, negative one. Yeah. Well, the funny part is, Jorge is in Texas too. So negative one is like the fucking apocalypse. <laughs> It's like the apocalypse in Texas. Uh, we're almost yeah. going to have enough for a taco. Cats and dogs living together. Mm-hmm, Total mm-hmm. pandemonium. Uh, let's see. What else is up? Oh, sidecar update. Ooh, sidecar. Yeah, about that. Yeah? What you, What are you, you, you going to do? Um, I bought a car. A sidecar? I, I bought, I bought, a, I bought a, a car. You bought a car. I bought, I bought a car. Like a regular car? Yeah. Like is a, it is it a wicked cool car? It's a, a Subaru WRX. Okay, that's a little better, but it's a station wagon? Yeah, it's a hatch. Yeah, it's a fun. <laughs> Lame. Kind of lame. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you know what, what it came down to is uh, you're lame. You had lots of groceries to haul. You had like four bags of groceries, and you're like, I cannot get these in a sidecar. Heavens no. You know, it's um, my wife and I could not agree about putting my daughter in the sidecar mm. at this age. Yeah, and I was like, you know, if I'm going to spend, because I was, you know. I was leaning toward going. I'm 
still am leaning with having Claude do it. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to spend that kind of money and then have it sit for one or two years until that's true before she's really interested and ready yeah, to ride for any length of time. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I can, so, I can sort of see that. You know, in the meantime, I'm going to keep my eyes open on Soviet steeds because it's sure. like every now and then someone throws up. Every once in a while, the bargain of the century shows up. That's how I got mine. Yeah, so, uh, you know, if I see that come along, then I'll get that. Yoik! And if it doesn't, I'll come back, talk to Claude, you know. Bada bing. See how it goes. Mm-hmm. Claude's bit was really cool about it, and, you know, he understands. Mm-hmm. If I, oh, man, if I did do that rig, it would look so cool. Mm-hmm. But, eh, yeah. you know. No, it makes sense. It's so, like yeah, being got, practical. I got a car, a four-door car that I can put the kid's seat in. I'm, I'm going to have a drink to drown my sorrows. Mm. It's uh, another one of the adventure shots. What kind is this? This is the buttery nipple. I'm going to go ahead and not go near that thing. It's from Twisted Shots. I put up the link on our last show notes. Mm. They have a whole line, totally full of frat kids. Mm-hmm. You want to smell it? It smells like one of those uh, Werther's original drops. Kind of looks like one. Uh, it does look like one, too. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Listeners who hate it when we chew are all dying inside right now. That, so, was, that was good. Yeah? That wasn't bad. Did it taste like a Werther's? Here, give me a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Make you put something in the swear jar just for that. <laughs> on general principle. So worth it. Uh, I think I like that better than the orange one, the orange creamsicle. Yeah, the orange didn't do anything for me. I don't know. That one, that one smelled like it might be drinkable. but That wasn't bad. It, yeah. it, it did taste like the Withers candy. Mm-hmm. Well, so if you're, if you're on a motorcycle trip and you're going out for adventure, but you don't like those icky drinks, this is for you. Oh yeah, I'm. I, I'm our next road trip. I'm. I'm bringing some of these. Mm-hmm. So you and I can pound them down, and Claire sits there like, uh huh. <laughs> I got a six pack of beer of which I drank five. <laughs> Claire drank one. <laughs> Chuck pounded meat all night. That sounds bad. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. That's not what happened. <laughs> not no. I wasn't. In, Todd was the one in his tent crying. Well, there were elk, and they were big. <laughs> very scary. Scary elk. Uh, so let, let's talk about all these emails we got. Oh, my God, emails. So last week when a listener sent us an email about kids' gear and we didn't kids. really know how to answer. No, but a lot of people has apparently thought about it. Wow, yeah, this is apparently our Facebook page exploded. Facebook, email. What do you got? People knocking on doors. So so we figured, okay, we need to get some help here. Mm-hmm. And we got help from possibly the least likely source you could have imagined. Uh, the pace? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's so much as we got help from them as we took it. Take that, the pace. <laughs> so we're on with Michael Kaiser of Kindred Rider Inc. How's it going, Michael? It's going well. How about you guys? Doing good. So Michael, uh, we got in touch with after our question last week that just absolutely lit up the Facebook page about kids gear. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like the pace talked about Michael or with Michael or something, but now we've we've got him on our show. Take that, the pace. <laughs> uh, apparently, actually, he, he's Chris's personal friend. Take that, the yeah. pace. I am friends with Chris. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Were you on the Paces uh, podcast? Uh, I, I have not been on a case, but the Paces podcast as of yet. Um, Take uh, that, I, the Pace! <laughs> so, so after, after this airs, I'm going to see what Chris has to say about that. But I did make it on their uh, their holiday uh, holiday special. 
which was pretty good. Talk to us about Kinder Rider because I mean the thing we the conclusion we came to just poking around is that there's kind of some kids gear sort of. Everyone seems to like come up with sort of a make work solution to the kids gear thing. Yeah, total agreement with you there. Which was one of the reasons why I had started the company. If you go to the webpage, you'll see that it still says coming soon, and actually we're supposed to be getting our first production shipment of apparel by the end of this week. So Ooh. pretty so excited. So today, actually Friday, being Friday. Yeah. Since we released this show totally on time. Right on time. On Friday. Not at all. Uh, yeah. Days after we record it. No, yeah. <laughs> People can go right now to your website and see your in-stock inventory. Yes, with any luck they can. With luck. <laughs> Take that! Oh, wait, sorry. I'm keeping my fingers crossed and I'm waiting for the tracking information as we speak. So That's cool. So it's the first run of production gear. It looks on there like you've got kind of one jacket, one pants, one boots, a couple of gloves, and a helmet. Yeah, what, I'm, what I started out with is, uh, well, it's, it's called, I, I named it the Explorer line, and it's a, uh, it's a, it's a three-quarter jacket, full pants, a uh, set of uh, leather boots and leather gloves. I am working on some other, some other designs for like summer riding, like a mesh, uh, a mesh gear line. As well, but uh, we're starting out with this uh, with, with the three quarter. It's like a three season type line at the moment. Like the most general broad spectrum equipment you can get. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, it's not it's 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 pretty focused. And, and you know, like you said, you you were doing your research and you and you saw you know very limited choices for children's gear in the U.S. Do I'll give you a little backstory too. I have two daughters. They're now fourteen and ten. What's that like? What's that like? Yeah. We uh, both have daughters, but they're, you know, four and one yeah. month. So what's that like having a 14-year-old? Uh, sh- she's a good kid. She's a good kid. I, I, the, 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 you, you have challenges throughout every child's developmental stages, then they just become different. That was a really diplomatic answer. That was. I mean, Is your daughter listening? That doesn't make me feel any better at all. <laughs> no, but they're, they're good kids. They're Maybe good. we should have turned the video back on so we could see him mouthing, You're screwed! Run! That <laughs> room, damn it! Buy more whiskey! It can think! It's listening! Where's my beer? It told you to bring me a beer. That doesn't even work on my four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't worked on my wife for years. <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, the uh, the oldest one, who's who's now fourteen, back uh, back when she was seven, she wanted she wanted to start riding with me, and um, yeah, I, I I was I was all for it. You know, when I when I told my wife about it, my wife's like, well, yeah, she can ride with you. Just get her a full set of gear like you wear, and I'm like, okay, sure. So all not right, so- let me go out and get the Corona tank top and uh, this pair of boys shorts and uh, some flip flops. Exactly. See exactly. if this cap fits on you backwards. You know how hard that was to find? <laughs> they don't make Corona tank tops that small. No, they don't. Yeah, so wearing wearing full gear, you know, you know, uh, at GAT and all and and the such, you know, in the U.S. is, is pretty damn hard to find, as you, as you well know. Mm-hmm. And what you, what you can find on and off sporadically has been some pretty bare basic type design stuff i mean you uh, i think you guys had mentioned last week cycle gear carries some stuff and, and i don't know if you've gone to look at it but uh it's it's pretty basic stuff mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty 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 minimalist from what we saw you know no frills i think the gloves didn't even have any armor in them or anything yeah, yeah. they have a leather jacket line too i guess to to to, uh, to to appeal to the pirate crowd and and that has no armor in it whatsoever it's just your you know your basic small uh size leather jacket so mm-hmm. i don't know what that's gonna do for you you know, you go back to the 70s with that. But what I wanted to do is, um, you know, since there was nothing in the U.S., and, and to get to get my daughter to ride with me, what I found out is uh, the European market 
caters to to, uh, to to young riders. Like during a trip I I uh, did to Europe, I actually picked up a bunch of clothing. Uh, I actually came home with an extra bag worth of gear for uh, for for both my kids. Had them start riding with me with uh, with gear from Europe. So um you know shortly after that uh, or or during you know their their time riding on the back of the bike, you know it came as you guys know as parents and parents of girls. Girls are very opinionated. <laughs> you know, they, which was a good thing for me because they immediately told me, you know, the things that they didn't like about the gear. Hmm. And and the gear in Europe, what I found is, is is basically the same as what you find here. It's very generic, very. It's it's almost like the gear manufacturers uh, focus. They, they don't focus on kid gear. It's basically an afterthought. Hmm. So so what I wanted to do is I wanted to design you know a line of clothing that would you know a be protective. Two, be somewhat stylish. Three, the kid had to be comfortable in it. Mm. And four, it had to meet a certain price point. You know, you have um, you have other companies like Held and BMW. They have their children's line too. But who the hell is going to pay two hundred dollars for a jacket for a kid? You know, my daughter outgrew all of her clothes in three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, the way kids grow, you're not going to spend two hundred dollars on a jacket that the kid's going to wear for maybe uh, you know four a months. Year. <laughs> A full season if you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So what I wanted to do is uh, is get it at the right price point, you know, and, and I also wanted to have it. All, the de- all the designs and the materials had to be the same protective qualities as what we have as adults. So, I, you know, I, I, I ticked off all these boxes and it was, the, you know, the company's been about three years in the making trying to trying to get everything together. And we're finally at the point where we can uh, where we can bring it to market and start selling it. So do you design this gear? I did. I, I designed it uh, based. You know, I, I took uh, took a lot of the aspects of the gear that I have, of the gear that you know that I had bought for my kids, and and tried to combine all the best aspects of of everything that I had. And so, wh- how'd you get into manufacturing? That that was actually the hardest thing. I was trying to find someone that would actually manufacture it for me. I you know I looked locally. You know, I actually went to uh, you know to the local foam and fabric place and, and got a list of seamstresses in the area to, to see if they could put it together and I'd buy the materials and. That was cost prohibitive. Luckily, I, I came across one. Uh, I came across a manufacturer who, who's who's a manufacturer for some of the uh, for some of the other popular motorcycle apparel dealers. I talked to them, and they were willing to do uh, small runs and, and and work with me on development of it. Okay, that's cool. That's interesting because what's what's what do you think has kept kids' gear from really being on the market? Is it just the lack of demand? Is it the high cost of making small runs? A little both. I... Well, yeah, I think there's 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 a couple points why um why it, it hasn't really taken off. There's um, jeez, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, Cortec, Cortec comes to mind. You know, Cortec had their jet jacket um in kid sizes, uh, I think a year or two ago, and, and and it was all fine and dandy. But again, it's an afterthought. You know, they took they took the adult jet jacket and just shrunk it down. You know, stuck it in the dryer or something and, and mm-hmm. shrunk it down. But um, you know, Cortec is Cortec's a pretty damn big company, and, and they got They they have to meet sales figures and, and move a lot of product in order ju- in order to justify something. Sure, a, a jacket that one is 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 not attractive, you know, it, it is an afterthought, and, it, and it's and, and its production is not going to sell well. And if and if, and if it's not going to sell well, they're not going to move it, and, it, and eventually Cortec wound up you know wound up dropping it. The same thing with with uh, cycle gear. I mean, I've I've been to a few cycle gears, and there, there's hardly anything on the shelf. You can you can you know if you want to see the kids' gear, it's it's you know they have limited stock of it, and you know no one else carries the stuff, or no one else supports the market. You know, so what sets me apart is you know I'm, I, it's a, it's a family run business. We're small. You know, I still have my day job, mm-hmm. and you know it's it's something that I think is desirable. 
is definitely a need in the market. And um, you know, I, I don't have to move you know ten thousand units in a year in order to survive. Chuck's already flipping through his checkbook. <laughs> Good. Did the Explorer Gear pass the fourteen-year-old test? Yes. Yes, it did, and, and it passed Mom too. Mom, mom was Mom was uh, one of the uh, one of the design critics. Um, mom was a deciding factor about having purple as one of the color options of the jacket. Mm-hmm. I was gonna go with uh, I was gonna go with purple and pink, but um, too much. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the pink too. That from what I understand, and you know, from some of some interviews with some of the lady riders, you know, pink is not. Uh, it's not thought of very well by lady riders. So They're I... kind of over it, I think. <laughs> yeah, because there's, there's, yeah, the ones that do use pink, they go really into pink. Really? <laughs> pink bike, pink jacket, pink helmet. Yeah, and most of those aren't having kids anyway, so. Not, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, if, if pink is still an option, if there's... If there's uh, do I, do I have to put quarters in a jar just for thoughts? <laughs> no, no, you're right. Yeah. If the, if uh, if there's enough interest in pink, I can do a, a run of pink too. But there, you know, we have uh, we have red, blue, purple, and black. So I figure that that ticks uh, that ticks all the boxes for the colors there. So what about it's, sizing? What what age ranges are you looking to fit? Well, the sizes that I'm, the sizes that I that I'm starting out with are extra small to extra 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 large or extra extra large. Anyway, it's um it's going to fit kids sizes four to five up to fourteen to sixteen. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, By the, the time they're fourteen, sixteen, they're kind of in adult clothes, sort of. Yeah, the, yeah, the largest size is probably, but probably about, I'd say, you know, between a zero and two women's size, something like. That. Sophie's like really small for a four-year-old, so mm. she might still be. She's still like in uh, what, like two T, three. She's a little thing. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 still pretty small. And, and and as far as you know, kids riding on the back. I mean, you know, you look at any of the recommendations, and and they need to at least reach the pegs. They, they got to be planted on the seat, the pegs, and and be able to hold on. So yeah, that's that's basically the, the the age range that I'm focusing at, which is about six seven years old. But they make that belt that you can belt the kid to your back. Like a- oh man, <laughs> oh, I could have started. Feet on your back. It's not your back. It's your kid. It's like a kid shoot. You can just pull the cord. <laughs> So now, making gear for kids, I know between women and men it's a real problem because the proportions are wildly different. Now, are kids like either one? Are they totally their own thing? Honestly, I think the kids thing was kind of easy because you don't have you don't have the aspect of uh, of the differences between male and female. You know, when when you 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 don't have the hips, you don't have the breasts that you have to deal with and all of that. You know, it's it's Todd does. Okay, like ice cream. But um, yeah, I mean it's it, it's pretty straightforward, and I think I've put enough ju- adjustability in the clothes. You know, with, with um, you know, elastic waist for the jacket, the the, the pants have um, Velcro adjustments in the in the uh, in the belt area. One of the other things I wanted to add to it too was in the sleeves of the jacket and the and the pant legs, I have extension zippers. So you you, know, you unzip the zipper and you get a two two inches extra extension in uh, the arms and the legs to, to adapt. That to is clever. To add some extra growth. Spoken like a dad who has bought clothes that were grown out of quickly. <laughs> pissed off that every every four months you got to buy a new wardrobe. I haven't had too much to deal with that yet because Sophie is a slow grower. Mm, so. Just you wait. Yeah. At some point, I know she's going to sprout. But hey, what do you ride? What do I ride? I ride a uh, first generation multi multi uh, strata Ducati. Oh, the multi ugly. Two D two of motorcycles. <laughs> Ah, a Ducati. Damn, it's ugly, but I love it. I I can relate. Yes. What? And, damn, you're ugly, and people <laughs> love you. Yes. You have, you have the Japanese knockoff version of it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of true, actually. Yeah. They clearly looked at a Ducati engine and they're like, 
We need to make this, but cheaper with some more modern components. Go. Round I want to buy this. We do it. Yeah, make it water-cooled. We'll teach those Italians. That'll show them. Desmo what? No! <laughs> so do the, uh, so the, girls, the girls like riding on the back of that. Now, do they, do they ever fight over who gets to ride on the back? No, not anymore. The, uh, the youngest one, Ava, she's, she's seven now. She, uh, she, she fights to get on it. She, she rides with me majority of the time. The 14-year-old, not so much. She's, you know, she's into her teenage things. However, she, is, uh, she has been bugging me to, to get her a Triumph Bonneville. Yeah, it's not, it's not cool to ride on the back of Daddy's bike now. Uh, oh, it, yeah. Here in North Carolina, you, you, you get your driving permit at 15, and I think you drive at 16, so she's dead set on uh, riding a motorcycle at 16. You know right. what you need for her is a birth control scooter. <laughs> you know, something like a Honda Elite 80 with kind of like, like body work that isn't quite that good. Is that like a chastity belt with wheels? Yeah, more or less. Todd, there's no such thing. Yeah, it probably doesn't work for a girl. For a girl, there's no such thing. No, I always joke about it, one for my nephew, you know. For a guy, yeah. Buy him this, he will never get laid. Right. But for a girl, no. Uh, There's no such thing. I'm sorry. She just has to bring a boy home and I take care of all of that. I mean, look at the movie Carrie. They dumped a bucket of pig's blood on her. But there were still some dudes going, yeah. Yeah, one of the things, you know, one of the things that I had in mind too, and and it come, came up a lot in discussions, was that you know the, the the next generation of motorcycle riders, where are they coming from? Mm. Yeah, with you know, with with all these kids, you know, caught up with with all the techno garbage and the Wii's and the, and the Nintendos and all that shit. You know, when no one's riding anymore. You know, you, you're not you're not getting you're not getting on the back of your father's bike like well, I don't know if you guys did, but I did as a kid. You know, and rode dirt bikes and all that. But you know, kids nowadays aren't interested in that types of stuff. And and without having that kind of gear, any smart parents is not are not going to put them on the back of the bike without gear anyway. Yeah, gear you're not comfortable in that's not really made for riding a motorcycle isn't exactly going to make them want to do it more. If you're out there for for a half hour, an hour, you know, in in a in a garbage bag, essentially, you know, a, a quarter mm-hmm. of a garbage bag, the kid's dying on the back of the seat. There's no airflow, you know, you're, they're sweating their ass off, and you know, it's not enjoyable for them at that point. So, um, you know, one of, one of the major things I wanted to do with the jacket is I wanted it to have vents to flow some air. So, you know, so you, you know, open the vents, close the vents, and, and and have a thermal liner so you can cover all the bases. So that was one of the things, you know, the fit had to be comfortable and, and you know, in short, the kid had to be comfortable in the back. If, if you want the kid to be riding with you, the kid's got to be, the kid's got to be comfortable. And, 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 you know, you guys will find out shortly if you haven't already, an uncomfortable kid will make your life hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and don't want that on the back of your butt. How much interest are you, are you finding from, you know, the, the public at large that uh, you've been on the pace? Um, no, he hasn't. Well, well, he's been mentioned on the, the pace, mm. but he's actually on our show. Well, yeah, he's on. Take that, the pace. I've gotten, uh, I've gotten quite a bit of interest, um, and and it's been frustrating for me because I'm, you know, I've been working with my manufacturer to, to get through all this development stuff and get and get our first run taken care of. You know, the the, the website's been up and the and the business has been operational since last year, and um, you know, trying trying to, to to postpone people, you know, that that have had legitimate interest and want to buy gear has been has been kind of painful for me. But um, have yeah. you been taking pre-orders? Uh, I, I have not, yeah, because I I want I want to get the I want want people to make sure what you know that they can see what they're buying. Mm-hmm. The where's the gear being manufactured? Uh, the gear is being manufactured overseas. Like like I said, it's it's the same manufacturers as as a lot of the uh, a lot of the popular gear um, 
gear guys are using now. I wanted to do it in the U.S. Unfortunately, I couldn't hit my price points with that. It's, it's yeah, it's hard to do that's, that. Yeah, here. that's welcome. It to seems it. like a lot of the gear is coming from like Pakistan. Yeah, even even uh, Aerostitch now is selling some stuff that's made in China, which was you know kind of funky from them because their thing was always it's it's made in Duluth, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 still it's still an option. I, I'm, I'm still looking at uh, you know some of the newer type stuff uh, you know being made here, and um, yeah, I I don't have a helmet uh, manufacturer yet too, and I'm looking into a few of them to try to bring on board. Being a small ent- enterprise here is it, it's kind of hard to get the uh, to, to get a helmet company to sign sign up with you. Yeah, we're still working on that. Yeah, the helmet one seems like you might have a little stiffer competition there. But yeah, well, I I, I'm not. I'm not at this point. I'm not looking to do my own line of helmets. You know, I'll, I'll mm. partner with you know an HJC or Scorpion or something like that. But uh, you know, trying to uh, trying to get them to sign or sign on or at, or at least talk to someone within the corporation itself and not their distributors is, has been the challenge. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we know all about getting uh, getting pushed off by people's people. <laughs> publicists mothers they're good at telling you off yeah so I, I assume you have like the test set that your daughters use has, has having the good gear for them worked I mean do you get to ride longer with them yeah I do and if if, if you visit the webpage on the uh, on the on the home page there is um yeah it's actually uh, my friend's daughter who's on my bike uh, she's got the first generation test gear and then my daughter is in the bottom two pictures uh and, and she's uh you can tell by the smile on her face that wasn't uh, that wasn't dictated by the photograph smile damn it but, uh, <laughs> smile or you get the hose smile so daddy can make your college fund <laughs> yeah, yeah so uh yeah she, they, they seem to be pretty happy happy with it and um yeah everyone here is excited about uh about the launch and uh and getting stuff going so and the 14 year old wants a bonnie yeah how do you feel about that uh, I'm perfectly fine about it, because I figure if I if I buy it, I'll sit in the garage. You won't ride it, and I get I will. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. Next thing it'll be bobbed, and the fenders will be off. And Daddy, I'm I'm gonna ride my bike. It's not yours. Get off it. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's making a funny noise right now. It's broken. I gotta take it for a test drive. I'll see you in a week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, you gotta remember that one, Chuck. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> so, 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 see that that's buying kit, buying gear for your kids leads to buying extra motorcycles when they get older. Well, I, I think of it the same way. And honestly, to to me, buying gear for my wife was almost as much fun as buying it for myself. Now the ability to buy it for my kid, I'm like, <laughs> there you go, Chuck. You can you can super gear whore. You can like double up your gear whoring. Oh, I, I'm sure I will. <laughs> Just as a, just as soon as she gets a little bigger, yeah, you can reach something. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, all right. So make sure you check out Michael's site. It's uh, kinderriderinc.com. They should be up and running as you're listening to this. He should have inventory and you can stuff. Check, us out, check us out on Facebook too. You can uh, you can put in Kinder Rider and um, and, and uh, search that way. You can get updates through our through our Facebook page. Okay, we'll have all the links on the show notes. Yeah, some pretty interesting news too. Uh, I'll throw this out there. Yeah, a couple of weeks back, you guys had Nicole Espinosa on, uh-huh. and, uh huh, and she was promoting her sidecar safari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, her kid's gonna be in your stuff. Yes, they are. So nice, awesome. Ender Riders uh, sponsoring uh, Nicole's sidecar safari. Both uh, nice. and uh, Dimitri will be wearing uh, Kinder Rider gear. Very Badass. cool. Way cool. Well, we'll look for it now. Then we'll have real on the road reports of kids wore this for thirty days. <laughs> They're happy. <laughs> smells. They're happy. Right. So we got some pretty cool exclusive kind of news. Yeah. From uh, a guest the pace hasn't had. <laughs> Take that, the pace. 
It feels good to say it, doesn't it? Oh, man. Say it, it really Michael. Is. Say it with us. I can't. Say Chris, it. Chris will come down here and punch me or something. Say it. <laughs> Take that. The place. Thanks, Michael. That didn't sound odd or oddly edited at all. No. <laughs> I'm I sure there wasn't any mishandling of stuff there. Certainly not. Certainly not. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being on, Michael. This is really cool. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. All right. So Kinder Rider, by the time you're hearing this, you'll be able to wear it. Kinderriderinc.com. Well, well you I'll probably be... won't be able to wear it. Your kids will, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the notion. I mean, it's totally... I mean, the kids' gear now is really kind of crap, by and large. Most of the stuff out there. Disappointing. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of emails from uh, our listeners talking oh. about what they're doing. Man, did we ever... Uh, my Buell friend, Bugs, mm-hmm. he uh, said, started my search for kids' gear at Iron Pony. Mm-hmm. Found an HJC kids' lid for cheap and a ladies' Cortec extra small at New Enough. Gloves were bought locally, cycle gear. Uh, tried jackets, helmets, limited selection. Began my gear pr- kids' gear purchasing in April. My daughter is 10 now, and we also have a mess jacket for the summer. Kind of wish we had a Ulysses, so there was a backrest to help keep her on. Had my seat reupholstered with rip text on the passenger portion. Hmm. So, you know, he's, he's looking yeah, he's various places. Kind of cobbling, cobbling it bits together. and pieces from here and there. But, yeah, no real one-stop shopping. Ben writes along the same lines. My son was 10, riding for a couple of years. We have a kid's HJC and a Tourmaster Jet textile for the top half, mm-hmm. both from the LMD. I don't know what that is. Me neither. Leather mesh disaster. Loose monkey doors. Large... Morbid dorks. Less murders in Detroit. Oh, I like that. Let's mm, go with that. That okay. sounds like a good band name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they also got leather uh, gloves. Bottom half is tricky. Boots are available in good protection, but quickly outgrown and and they're expensive. Yeah. MX he, motocross pants seem designed to cover knee pads and look like a clown. Yeah, they totally. I, I have noticed that as I went and looked at the MX pants, and they're generally assumed that you're going to have like slip on armor underneath them, and then they're basically a pair of MC Hammer pants. <laughs> Turn this mother! Uh, turn this mother! Uh, Wait, we're talking about Hammer. Whoa, 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 whoa! We're talking about MC Hammer, and you pick an obscure MC Hammer song as opposed to the most popular MC Hammer song ever. You own the CD. Not anymore. <laughs> I did at one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, it was cool in the eighties. Yeah, I can't really argue with that. Oh, everyone liked those pants. He could fly mm-hmm. with those pants. You slap your legs. Shut up! Them. You were in California, I suppose. Yes. So, yeah, they're they're pretty bad. And he notes that there's not much abrasion protection in those. Uh, he's mm-hmm. using over-the-ankle hiking boots and jeans for now, but it makes him nervous, which, you know, it's... So it looks like Michael at uh, Kinder Rider, they're going to have start with, like, one set of everything. Just general purpose, kind of do use it for whatever. So it'll be interesting to see some listeners try it out and, you know, mm-hmm. let us know how it works. Yeah, check it out. I mean, the prices, I looked at the prices and I was like, man, those are really cheap. Although, having talked to him now, it makes perfect sense because, you know, you're going to buy it and... Your kid's going to grow out of it. They're going to grow out of it in a season. But yeah, you know, Ben, hey, you know, your kid's wearing jeans now. Get get a pair of pants and let us yeah. know how it works out. Yeah. Um, Tell us all about it. Yeah, we get some other listener emails that don't have to do with kids' stuff. Tim! Let's talk about Tim. Tim? It's a Tim update! Some call him Tim. Glad to hear Todd is surviving the baby onslaught. Are you? 
Mostly. You feel good? A little dazed. Yeah. In regards to your comments on my new Weestron, believe it believe me, I agonized over whether it was an appropriate bike for me or not. I flip-flop all over the place between models, displacements, but in the end, based on my budget, tastes, and long-term goals, I thought this was the best option. I plan to treat the Wii with the respect it deserves. Mm-hmm. But V-Strom doesn't deserve respect. <laughs> it's ugly. As you can see from the attached picture, I'm taking appropriate precautions. Oh, God, put some pants on. <laughs> Looking like a Power Ranger. Is that a good look or what? Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> I took it for a short ride around my neighborhood the other day, and it felt great. A little wonky in the turns, but otherwise not bad. I hadn't heard that about the Wii. Or V. Uh, mostly it's that it's tall, and if it ships... I'm not sure what tires they're putting on its stock, but if it still has the uh, death wings, it's going to be... It, it has a funny tip in. Okay, well, he's saying, do you think taking my first ride on a February, Maine winter day was a sensible choice? Yeah. yeah I mean, it's around his neighborhood. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you can make it down your driveway, then, you know, you can make it around your neighborhood. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That's true. As for continuing to write, if you are still interested, I'll continue to update you on my progress. Yeah, we would love to hear about it. Totally. Especially since he's a former D&D player and an avid reader of comics and Warhammer 40K novels. I read those. You write those? I do. I wrote one. (laughs) No one published it, but I wrote one. Mm. It's full of space marines with guns shooting. Uh At other things? Other things. In giant armor? Yes. My God, this book sounds great. This is relevant to my interests. I feel a kinship. Please don't misconstrue that as an inappropriate advance. With you nerds, and appreciate having a forum to share my newfound love of bikes. The fact that he brings up that it could be an inappropriate advance makes it an inappropriate advance. It's a good point, actually. Todd's into that. No. <laughs> Readers. Listeners. Right, well, whatever. Whoever you, you guys, you know what? Here, just fuck it. What, Here, what we- take my money. <laughs> You know, I do actually want to point out one thing that I really like about being here at Wheel Nerds, about money. I like that Wheel Nerds has paid paternity leave. I'm collecting my full Wheel Nerds salary the entire time I was off on paternity leave. Um, I got to talk to you about that. Yeah? Um, we, have, we have to take it back. Oh. That taco you ate? Oh. It needs to be returned in the same condition you ate it in. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's been some changes here. Mm. Apparently. All the love has gone out of Wheel Nerds. Now it's just corporate America. (laughs) So Greg wrote to us, Just started to listen to your highly corporatized podcasts. Can't wait to get through the rest of them. I was wondering if you guys know about Route 50 through Colorado and Utah during the first week of April. I'm planning on riding the entire length of Route 50 from Maryland to California and wondering if I'm going to be able to do that through these states. Thanks for any info. The Utah part, you should be fine. Mostly. Um, Where you cross the Rockies is obviously going to be dicey in April. Some of the ranges in the Great Basin have kind of high passes, but not too many on Route 50. That would be Nevada. And then, of course, the the Sierra Nevadas can be dicey in April. Yeah. yeah. In the extremes. Snowy. Yeah. Snowy ice. I mean, your major worry is going to be snow in the mountains, which is going to be Colorado, Utah, and don't forget California. And Nevada for that matter, too. Yeah. Yeah. They keep the roads pretty well cleared in Nevada mm-hmm. when yeah. it's snowy, but still it's going to be cold as crap. Yeah, I mean, I would say you you might be okay. Keep in mind, I guess the big thing would be have a plan B, you know, because you can go south. And uh, Route 50 in Nevada, I believe that's the That is the loneliest road. Uh, yeah. Make sure you eat at the coffee shop in Baker, Nevada, at the base of uh They're not kidding about 
how boring that road can be. See, I didn't find it boring. I found it fascinating because, you know, boring is like a road that goes through, like, boring little shithole towns and, like, Mm -hmm. nothing. This is, like, gorgeous Great Basin scenery. You have these big, awesome mountain ranges and just fucking nothing. But there's a lot of... (laughs) There's a lot of stretches of just straight... Yeah. Straight. Where the most exciting thing you see is a tree with shoes in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but, people will stop to take pictures of it mm-hmm. because it's a tree with shoes in it. Yeah, I guess to, to me it was just cool because you'd come out of one mountain range and you look at the other mountain range across the way and you ride for an hour and you're like, that doesn't feel like it's getting any closer. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> Especially when you're both in dark tinted visors, you don't have clear visors and the sun's going down. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make make sure you get to stop at the excellent state line uh, crap hole in the Utah-Nevada line. Wendover? No, no, the other crap hole. The, no, Wendover, Wendover is really nice by comparison. Wendover is beautiful by comparison to the one on Route 50. The one on Route 50 is like Delta? a little... No, past Delta. Past, right on it? the Nevada-Utah line. I don't even know what it's called. It's a little like no-tell motel with a weird, creepy casino with funky industrial carpet and a funny smell of feet and dead fish. I have to go to this place. It's Oh, my <laughs> Lord. I went in there to like buy like a drink. You <laughs> instantly regretted it. You know, it'd be kind of cool since you're asking about Utah and Nevada specific, or Utah and Colorado specifically. Mm-hmm. Butler maps. Mm-hmm. They make maps for Utah, Colorado. Really great maps. Take mm-hmm. a look. You know, pick up a couple of those. They're check relatively cheap, and they're yeah, check them out. It's a good thought. Uh, we got more email from uh, Chris from uh, the Pace. <laughs> it says uh, here, "Hey guys, I really love your show so so much." Um, you guys are the best and greatest, and Chuck is so good-looking and sexy, and I totally hate myself, as, as, and James. James is stinky and so, so cool. Uh, he goes on to say, I bought a V-Strom 1000, <laughs> thought you'd enjoy the news. Take that, the pace! <laughs> I, the Wheel Nerds are my favoritest podcast in the whole wide world. I enjoy it between sessions of abusing puppies and advancing environmental pollution. Well, that's really nice of you. Thank you. I have a signed 8x10 glossy of Todd and Chuck that I keep next to my desk for luck and quality production values whenever I make a podcast. That's really nice. He also knows that all the Pace listeners who don't listen to Wheel Nerds should do so immediately because they will love it. WheelNerds.com. And all people who don't listen to the Pace should listen to Wheel Nerds because they are sure to like it. WheelNerds.com. Thanks. Chris? Yeah. Alan sent us a dirty <laughs> joke. Good good joke, Alan. I'm broke. Bugs uh, wrote to us about putting cards in bike spokes. We he, cut up milk cartons as the plastic is far more robust than a paper ball card. Did this on our BMX bikes when I was a kid, just turned 40. Now you know someone who's done it. Hey, Chuck. That sounds familiar. Bugs, were you a little fat kid in California with a BMX, too? Shut up! Chuck, you should take my old bike for set, uh, riding for sale. For, I guess for test riding is what I think. Yeah. Once the weather improves. It says Buell a lot more to me than the XB. It would probably scare Todd since he needs three wheels to feel safe. Only in the snow. <laughs> and also when I want to carry a, a snowblower. Or a lot of laundry. Or uh, several grocery bags, or sometimes a Christmas tree. Uh, the one time I picked up a dresser with it. The other time, the one time he doesn't want three wheels is when he's like going to um, trying to go fast. Durango. Yeah, <laughs> not not so good for fast. 
I would love to take that old Buell for a ride. I miss my Buell. What's he, what's he got? Is it an old one of those like hurricanes from the, the he's got, generation before the lightning and firebolt? Oh, crap. He's got two. I can't remember. <laughs> one of which can be counted upon to run at any given time. I can't remember. But he's going <laughs> to chew me out, too, because I should know this. Oh. <sighs> oh, Denver writes, Hey, Chuck, are you still planning a trip to the east? If you need a place to crash, sleep, not really crash, I'm located near I-70 at the Indiana-Ohio state line. Price will be minimal depending on how much beer you drink. Just kidding, let me know. I have some room. Uh, disturbingly, he's attached a picture of what appears to be himself peeing by the side of his bike. Um, that's awkward. You know, I've had, i got to thank the listeners because I've had several offers like this huh. since talking about doing that ride. They're like, come over to our place, Chuck. They're like, we want to go out on the town with you so that we'll look cool while standing next to you. Yeah, they don't know me. You're like the ugly chick that uh, the hot chicks walk around with, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> they ride next to you and everybody's like, man, that guy looks really cool. I don't know what the other guy is, though. Why is he wearing a blue space Why suit? Why is he in a blue space suit? <laughs> Sounds strange. You know, since I'm not doing the Claude bike, I don't know if I'm going to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've had so many people, like, come up with these kind of offers. It'd be kind of I'm starting to think there's, like, a bargain trip to the east here or somewhere. Yeah, but though I would probably have to, like... Leave you notes like if I'm not heard from again on this day, <laughs> I was at this place, <laughs> met here, <laughs> down a lonely dark road with no lights. Because all these emails end the same way. Don't tell anyone you're coming. This is not a trap. <laughs> we will not kill you and eat you. We promise. <laughs> we mean it this time. That makes me feel safe. Mm-hmm. Mm. What have you learned this week, Chuck? I'm scared of our listeners. I've learned that they really aren't going to kill and eat you. They mean it this time. <coughs> That's all we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.